Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Football today. We are back in action with four great bowl games today. Welcome to College Football Today, brought to you by Bet DSI, Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, Gabe Morenci, and Hall of Famer Marshall Falk. Going to kick it around for the next three hours. We're going to talk bowl games Saturday, December 22nd, all the way through next Friday. We'll get you set for all your kickoffs and tailgates. Keep it where it is each and every Saturday. Guys, I mean, we saw BYU step up yesterday in the bowl game. I mean, uh, a school record for Zach Wilson, 18 straight completions, dominating uh, Western Michigan in that ball game. Didn't set the FBS record, but it's, for the most part, been a favorite fest. Joey Chalk yeah. is riding a, a, a brand-new Cadillac with all these favorites covering. Yeah, the dogs aren't barking. The dogs no, not have, yet. They have fleas this bowl <laughs> season. Uh, you know, it's funny. Joe and I, we were on a call yesterday during halftime of that uh, famous Idaho potato Ten, bowl. 10-7 and a half. 10-7 and a half. <laughs> and, and one of the things we talked about was, I, I remember saying to you, that Zach Wilson kid looks sharp. He winds up 18 for 18. And big picture for me is maybe, just maybe, the kid's a freshman. Maybe BYU has a quarterback that Kalani Sataki can build around because it's been a long time since they've been able to stretch defenses, really take advantage of opposing secondaries. That kid looked very shy. I don't want to overstate it. It was the Western Michigan defense, but... BYU and Sataki needs more from their quarterbacks, and he looked very good yesterday. Yeah, great point. I mean, Tanner Mangum did come in in this in the second half, to, uh, led a touchdown drive. He was the starter last year, was the starter this year, and and happy for the kid that he went out in style, leading a, a touchdown drive. And BYU, for the most part, Rich, to your point, only averaged around 199 passing yards over the last couple of years. That's not going to get it done, especially when you play the type of schedule yeah. that BYU does, being and independent, so we'll see how it plays out for them in 2019. They have a good group of core players uh, like Zach Wilson that they can build upon. The other game that was very, was very impressive to me was Butch Davis getting it done with a backup quarterback. James Morgan was yeah. out, guys. Gabe, I mean, FIU stepped up. They got the win over Toledo. We know that Vegas was on the Rockets, but FIU stepped up in a big way and got a, a three-point win in, in the Bahamas Bowl. Yeah, I was on FIU, and they're only of uh, one of two underdogs to cover uh, so far uh, during this uh, bowl season. You know, a lot of people abandoned ship uh, with FIU, or we should say jumped on uh, Toledo uh, in this football game when they heard that James Morgan was going to be out. Yet, I thought it was a little bit of an overreaction. Listen, the fact of the matter is, the MAC just isn't a very good conference, all right? I hate to be cruel here, uh, but they usually get their ass handed to them uh, in bowl games. And it's funny, too, because we spoke to some when Michelle Serpico's uh, boyfriend was actually at Atlantis Was he uh, yesterday. really? So I got a real <laughs> weather report. All the talk of the rain and the wind. He goes, it ain't raining. He goes, it's right. been sunny. But he goes, it is very, very windy. But this is why, you know, sometimes too much information doesn't matter. He said, I'll tell you what, bet on Toledo, Gabe. He goes, I've seen Florida International players in a casino drinking and gambling every night. Did it really matter? No. no. You know what I mean? They were there to enjoy themselves. I'm not saying they were, like, getting stupid and stuff. The kids that were of age were in a casino. Uh, but uh, we stepped up. Nice win for uh, for Butch Davis uh, yesterday. Although, I do like a MAC team a little bit later on. I think Buffalo is a little bit different than your typical MAC team. I think they got some NFL talent on that team. I like Buffalo later. Yeah, we'll talk about that game. They do play Troy in that bowl matchup. Should be a, a big The old MAC Sunbelt yeah, uh, throwdown, right? Lance Leopold, or uh, they call him Leopold. Uh, you know, but he's done a fantastic job with the Bulls. Uh, the other thing that I noticed in terms of the ball game, you mentioned uh, 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 FIU winning that ball game as an underdog. They were the only uh, team now to win as an underdog. Yeah. Eastern Michigan had an opportunity to knock off Georgia Southern. They pushed it to the limit and lost uh, with a last. That might have been the best bowl game so far. 
I'm I telling think you, so. It's the craziest sound you figure. Oh, Eastern Michigan sound. I don't know if you guys saw the ending. Like, man, it was emotional. Yeah. Like, yeah. Eastern Michigan, they desperately wanted to get that bowl win. They haven't won a bowl in like 38 years or something like that. They were so freaking close. They go for two. They get it. The emotion. And then... The, the composure of Georgia South to go right yeah. back down the field. And with, with an offense that's run-based. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's not an offense that you That was usually, a great football game. That's not a two-minute offense. Like to, to your typical person, it's like, ah, oh, who cares, Georgia South, Eastern Michigan. These kids were in tears after. We, like, we both said teams. That. We yeah. said that last Both weekend. teams were crying. Like, Eastern Michigan players were distraught. Yeah. The Georgia Southern kids were crying. Yeah. You know, one of the kids was talking about being homeless and winning a bowl game. Like, people don't realize the background of some of these kids, right? Yeah, no, I, last weekend we talked about how the opening weekend was amongst our favorite because you don't have top 25 teams like Florida, Georgia. The teams care. You know, I mean, yeah. it's a good game, I guess. But Listen, I, a guy on know. Michigan, is he worried about beating Florida? Is he thinking about the combine? Is yeah, he thinking and, about and, a bigger picture? And we've even seen like Karan Higdon now is the latest Wolverine to announce that he's That's not three, going to play in three the game. Players so Bush. Uh, Gary Bush. Bush is gone. Gary's gone. Uh, Aubrey Solomon. Positive news, though. Just Patterson transferred to Tennessee. Shea Patterson announces uh, that he's going to be returning next yeah. year. Yeah, smart, smart move. Yeah, he'll be one of the top quarterbacks, you know, taken. I, I guess the thing, too, and we saw a lot of movement in terms of that on there because there is too much information. That over was around 64, 65. They hammered it down to around 52 by game time, and that's what you have to see as well as in terms of motivation, which teams have depth. I know, but, Joe, positions. we talk about this every bowl season, and we're all trying to pretend we're Fraser Crane. We don't know. How do I know? Right. No, you, you don't. Unless know. your boy Bowden's there and you can call him, Joe. How's no. your team? I don't know. Like it's, I yeah, said, it's even, yes, even FIU, they're, they're here on a vacation. Yeah, even the, even with that mean? information, you never know what's going to happen. You could say you could think the team's prepared in a particular week. One turnover. Look at that turnover yes. against FIU to open the game. Now, they had the resolve, but I credit a lot of that to Butch Davis for having yeah. his team prepare because you look at the flip side with Charlie Strong in that bowl game against Marshall, one turnover down to the one-yard line, that team crumbled yeah. at home. And we're going to see another home team in Hawaii night tonight take on La Tech. That's where I see a little bit of a difference because Hawaii, to me, is a team that likes playing in their bowl game. They take it with pride. They're four and three overall. So you don't know how to measure it team to Wait, team. It, listen, coach, it's, it's, it's guesswork. Coach coach. It's guesswork. We, we talk with Jamie Heath yeah. about this a lot of times. We'll talk to him in the second segment today. A lot of times, you know, y- you want to be Frazier Crane, but you don't know. I mean, like, like I don't know Temple. We're going to talk about Temple Duke. Temple, you know, do, do they miss Jeff Collins? Or are they rallying for Ed yeah. Foley? We Guys, can guess a team could be is. flat. They come out, get a pick six, fumble return. They're up 14 nothing. Suddenly they're not so flat. They're like, yeah, hey, yeah. let's win this. Let's go. And the whole dynamic changes. You know, you're right. You, you just, you really don't know. What I do with these bowl games, I rely on past conference performances. It seems to repeat itself. Uh, guys, you know, Pac-12 struggles. Mac doesn't win. Mac's a good conference in a regular season. They'll cover numbers. They'll even beat some Big Ten teams, et cetera. They don't do well in bowls. Yeah, they don't do well in bowls. It's interesting. See, I fade the action too. Like I'll fade it. Like, but I think picking later as the week progresses. Yeah. Like seeing like Saturday now here. Now I feel confident about these games today. But we don't know because Greg Dortch is out for for Wake Forest. Daryl Henderson's out. Which player is going to be missed more by that offense? Mm-hmm. We won't know until open. One thing. Yeah. One thing from a betting perspective, I've noticed, guys, through the first. I think there's been ten bowl games now. Yeah. Um, it's eight and two uh, favorites. Eight and two. One thing I've noticed though, the the movement, the line movement has been correct. Like when you're talking about the Gasparilla Bowl, this isn't Johnny Public betting a ten dollar bet. I'm going to kick back and have a couple of beers, watch a bowl game, and put ten bucks on this game. These are the guys in Vegas. This is Krakenberger, Warren Sharp, and these guys dropping five dimes, ten dimes on a total. You've seen the numbers go in these bowl games. It's not public betting. The public jumps in an hour before the game. Hey, what's on TV? I'm going to jump in. The live movement has been uh, correct. What's amazing, though, guys, the total opened up in the FIU. This is amazing. The total opened up FIU and Toledo, 66 and a half. Bahamas Bowl, always the high-scoring one. Because of the weather reports, got bet down all the way to 57. What did it end up closing at? Over. 67. Yeah. yeah. The original number was bang on through yeah. the weather. And I think sometimes, oh, it's, it's windy. Yeah. It's talking about kids from FIU that play in monsoons. That's, that's what they practice. And you're talking about kids from Toledo that grew up in cold weather. Oh, it's a little windy in the Bahamas. 
They ended up putting up 60-some points. Yeah. Today, the interesting one, guys, is Army. Because I got to tell you, if I was an Army uh, recruiter right now, I'd be walking the streets of America uh, because there's not, a, there's not a man in America that doesn't seem to love Army today. Yeah. Everyone's betting on Army. Hey, what do you sign up to? Like, I can't, you know, you can't walk two feet without someone telling you, I'm laying it down big on Army yeah. today. Yeah. And yeah. the spread's now up to six. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, a lot has to do with the quarterback situation with King being out and yeah. Uh, and tune, you know, being King, a freshman. King, I think, is more important even than Ed Oliver. Yeah, I, I think yeah. all of us, I, I think Ed Oliver not playing this game was built in. This was yeah. baked into the, the Houston Army. He hasn't game. played in a while. But yeah, Derek King, I mean, and King we knew, but yeah. Clayton Toon did not impress yeah. late in the season. Right. And, and Army's hot. I mean, yeah. Monken is hot. That's yeah. just a hot commodity right now. I yeah, mean, he, you're, you're great points. I mean, here's the one thing I think that you could see and that you could bank on. Now, we don't know and you can't split hairs about what to expect when these games play out. But if you do have a young, inexperienced quarterback like Clayton Toon, uh, the extra weeks of preparation will certainly benefit mm-hmm. him heading into the bowl game. It should, you're not, no you're doubt. Not gonna, you're not going to get, I want to say, king type of numbers. Hey, but look, but Joe, they, you, they, you dropped the Alexander kid on the field the other day. Well, Alexander, but, you, but Alexander, though, was a junior. He's been there four years. Redshirt junior. starting job. He almost, he almost knocked out James Morgan, so he's more of an ex- experienced quarterback. When you have a freshman kid that hasn't played and his first game was thrown into the conference championship game, now the three weeks of preparation, right. that's a big benefit in terms of reading coverage and, and breaking down. We defense. just talked about it, Joe. Zach Wilson. Yeah, prime example. Now, now Wilson was thrown into the mix midseason. You know, he had a bunch of starts, so it's not like he was a a newcomer, but it was that one week preparation, you know, watch film, prepare for that next opponent. Not like this. This is almost an entire month of preparation for one opponent with the coaches, working with your QB coach, a chance to really exhale and let it all process. So we saw it yesterday. It's, yeah. a, it's a great point by you, and we saw it bear out uh, with BYU West Listen, military, mili- the military academies and bowl games have been off the hook money. Oh, yeah. Off the hook Because money. they're disciplined. Get this. That's why. 33 yeah. and 13 against the spread oh. in bowl games, going all the way back to 1981. That's a phenomenal number. But, but. Something that Steve Merrill, uh, one of my regular uh, guests, um, well, covers expert, prosportsinfo.com, Steve Merrill brought up. He said, yeah, but Gabe, out of all these games, 33 and 13 against the spread in bowl games, how many times were they six-point favorites? Yeah, mm. they, they're right? not a good favorite. No, yeah. military academies are generally the underdog yeah. in these bowl games. Yeah. But I got to tell you, man, these kids from Houston, disappointing season. Uh, their best players worried about going to the National Football League, and he should. Uh, that coach is a, is, a, is a jerk anyways. I, I have no respect for that coach. Uh, they lose their quarterback. Right. Oh, great, great, exciting bowl. We're not even leaving the state. Mm, you're yeah. from Houston. You're getting on a bus, a and you're driving to Fort Worth, Dallas. That's a lot of fun. And you're playing against Army, who, oh, yeah, a, a viciously good Army football team that's frothing at the mouth for another bowl win in a Armed Forces Bowl. Yeah. There's going to be nothing but cadets. And that like day just, one yes, yeah. sir. It's like, you're Houston. We've talked about it with the pros that have been here. Garns and, you know, we'll get Marshall's uh, take later, hopefully, on this. In that these kids on Houston, they're not going to have fun trying to tackle these kids on Army because they don't stop Army, right? Yeah. This is the last football game in a lot of these kids' lives on Army. And, oh, yeah, how about this? Army? 23 players from the state of Texas. Wow. Mm. 23 players from the state of Texas, guys. Right. And Munkin even said... When we come to Texas, we're here to recruit and yeah. win. Yeah. We'll get into that game. Uh, it's safe to say that you're on an army today. I, I'm worried about the right. six, and I'm well, worried about I'm, the public. I'm on you got to quiet, quiet down, yeah. or we're going to be laying 11 yeah. before we get to kickoff. <laughs> Settle down here. Well, with, here's, with, <laughs> here's the other thing. I mean, we're a week away now from the college football playoff games. Two big battles. Wow, I've been breaking down you know, the videos that we've done on, on both of these games. I know Oklahoma has a great offensive line, and we saw Orlando Brown. Joe Moore award they just won. Orlando Brown, he bombed at the combine in Baltimore. He could be rookie of the year the way he's playing. All I hear from Oklahoma fans, we have the best offensive line. I get it. You have a good offensive line. But when we broke this game down, if if your money's on the line and you need to get one yard, are you going to go with Alabama's offensive line going up against Oklahoma's defensive front, or you're taking those five NFL-caliber players of Oklahoma and going up against Alabama's defensive front seven, led by Raycon Davis, in, for one yard, where's your money? 
Always on Alabama. Exactly. Yeah, so, there's no question so, so about it. Can we stop already? Can yeah. we just stop? We get Oklahoma's a very good team, but it's apples and oranges in terms of the physicality that they play in the Big 12 as opposed to the SEC. I'm sorry. I got a number for you. I, I You know, the, the fun part about having multiple weeks to prepare for one game, and next week we'll really get into it because next Saturday are the two uh, semifinal games. I've started to really dig into some numbers. There are two teams... In the country, 130 teams, two teams have gotten quarterback pressures on more than 40% of the defensive downs. Care to guess who those teams are? Clemson and Alabama. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so elementary sometimes. So, you know, 40% of the time, Kyler Murray's fantastic. I like those backs. We've talked a lot about Kennedy Brooks and Trey Sermon after Rodney right. Anderson went down. But now you're going to be introduced to the Raekwon Davises, Isaiah Bugs, Quinton Williams right. was an absolute beast this Mac year. Wilson so, at the linebacker position. Yeah, Mac Wilson, Anthony Jennings. It goes on and on. So I think the entire dynamic of this game changes because now you're facing an opponent that you haven't seen before. Now, I said, somebody asked me yesterday, you know, how can Oklahoma win? And I said, the only way Oklahoma, in my opinion, could win is if they jump up early like they did against Georgia and force a tempo game to force uh, 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 to it, to beat them, you know, coming from behind. Not saying that they can't do it, Alabama, but traditionally, Alabama, that's what they do. Alabama hasn't faced an offense like this, though. Alabama hasn't, uh, we could talk, you could say Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, I understand. You say Oklahoma that, hasn't played the physicality. It's not like Oklahoma or a bunch of high school kids. No, but Oklahoma, but, but Oklahoma plays a five wide type of offense uh, in, in terms of they spread you out and they're going to get rid of the football. Oklahoma's going to score, Joe. Yeah, they're they're going to score. score. The question is, is what does Alabama do on offense? Because, you know, look, you know, you're right. The physicality is going to be a lot. I imagine Alabama is going to be getting big chunks when they run the football. They're probably going to be able to play some ball uh, possession. For me, I need to know what the quarterback situation is uh, right. for Alabama to get a real feel for this game. But I'll tell you, and I've been against Oklahoma in well, big games. We'll, t- we'll t- pick that up on the back end. When we come back, we'll be talking to Jamie Heath. Keep it where it is. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. On college football today, brought to you by Bet DSI, Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello, Gabe Morenci, and Hall of Famer Marshall Falk breaking down all today's action. We're joined right now by Sports Brokers Vice President Jamie Heath. He's been with us all season long. He's been rock solid, giving out winners left and right. Jamie, how are you today? I'm great, Joe. How are you guys doing today? Uh, doing well. The only thing, Jamie, is that all the favorites have been covering in these bowl games. I'm ready for the dogs to be starting to bark rah, rah, later today because, uh, I mean, this is uh, unbelievable. There they are. Nine, 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 and one, nine and one favorites straight up and uh, eight and two against the number. It's uh, been Joe Public so far in these bowl uh in the bowl season so far, so far the odds makers, I guess, have it right. They've, uh, like I said, nine and one straight up, and eight and two against the number. It's been uh, overs pretty much pr- pr- primarily as well. So the public so far in the first 10 games have done very well with these bowl games. I really like these games today. Uh, I know they're under the radar, but I like some of these teams. We see Memphis and Wake kicking off a little bit later. But this Houston Army game has me intrigued. I mean, you look at a triple option attack. You look at Houston without their quarterback, King, and Ed Oliver. Uh, a lot of pressure on Major Applewhite to step up. I'm really intrigued to see how this game plays out. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. You know, two two contrasting styles of uh, offense, sort of speak. Army loves to just possess the ball, hold the ball, pretty much limit possessions on on the for the other team's offense. They've done it pretty much 
primarily all season. The one team that actually gave Oklahoma fits uh, in Norman was Army this year. Contrast, uh, Houston loves to run and, run and gun. Obviously, missing King is, is huge for Houston. Their backup quarterback uh, is pretty much getting thrown to a, a, a really good defense, actually. Army, surprisingly, his defense has played really well. Team speed, you've got to give it to the Houston Cougars in this spot. The line's gone from three all the way to it's, – it's almost seven right now on this Army game. So, you know, if you're, if you're a Houston backer, you might want to wait to kick off. If you're an Army backer, you, you might want to get, get down on that game before it hits seven. Uh, I, I, th- I honestly think that this game might be closer than a lot of people think. You know, Army just had their monster game against Navy, their huge game that they won. Uh, now they've got the Armed Forces Bowl again. They won this game last year against San Diego State. They might come in actually a little flat. I know, I, I know that it's tough to say because Army cadets and, and the way uh, Jeff Munkin's got his team prepared, they never are flat. But I could see Houston actually putting a, you know, putting a little scare into this team today. Yeah, I'm with you. So we'll see how that game plays out. Jamie, uh, a no yeah, game, uh, no game uh, makes those of us on the uh, East Coast more jealous than the Hawaii Bowl tonight at uh, 1030 Eastern. <laughs> We get to watch uh, swaying palm trees. I'm disappointed sunshine. it's not uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas night for the lowly degenerate love, gamblers out there. I used you know? to love Christmas Eve uh, Hawaii. Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss that. It was a hard time getting people to go to the game though at Hawaii, right? It's Christmas, so it's it'll true. actually be a better atmosphere on a Saturday night, to be honest. It was kind of Saturday afternoon in Hawaii. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, six-hour difference. Yeah, they're used to it, though. That's when their home games are, right? Yeah, yeah. No, nonetheless, I, th- I think it's a really interesting matchup. Uh, you've got. Hawaii and Cole McDonald, Nick Rolovich did a good job with that team. Louisiana Tech comes in with a strong bowl history. Uh, how do you break down this game uh, in Hawaii this evening? Well, I'll tell you, Rich, first off, it's a, it's a home game, as we know, for Hawaii. It's the Hawaii Bowl, after all. And like you were just saying, this game usually falls on Christmas. Uh, not, not this year. It happens to fall on a Saturday, like you guys were saying. Hawaii, look, Hawaii had a very nice, impressive season. Nobody before the season put Hawaii in a bowl this year. They figured they would have three wins tops. They ended up winning uh, eight games, I believe, which, was, which is really strong for a team like this. They ended the season off r- really well. They, they beat San Diego State in San Diego State. That might not look like such a great win after San Diego State just got shut out by Ohio. But uh, nevertheless, Louisiana Tech, on the flip side, Closed with two really bad losses. They lost to West, uh, Western Kentucky, who was really awful this year, and they lost to Southern Miss, two teams that aren't even, go, aren't even in the bowl picture, Where, whereas Hawaii actually played pretty well against teams uh, that weren't in the bowls. And the teams that they played that were in bowls by the likes of teams like Utah State, uh, Fresno State, they all, they all look very impressive in their bowls already. They've already came out with some convincing wins. And also BYU. They lost to BYU. So... I'm, I, I'm actually leaning towards the home team in this spot. I normally don't like taking home teams in bowls. I mean, look at what South Florida did the other night. They laid a complete egg at home in a home game. But I think Hawaii's going to win this game. I really like Hawaii a lot in this spot. I'm, I'm looking forward to this early game here with Memphis and Wake Forest, uh, Jamie. And I'm having a hard time hearing you, Jamie, but I know uh, you can hear me. So um, you look at this game, and Wake Forest, it's really all or nothing with Wake Forest, isn't it, guys? You know, they blast Duke 59-7, but uh, they lose by uh, 21 to Pitt. They beat NC State. They're 19-and-a-half-point underdogs. Right, NC State. They win the game outright. Uh, but then they lose They yeah. lose at home to seven, by 17 to Syracuse. This Wake Forest team, it really is all or nothing. But I do know, Jamie, and we were talking earlier about trying to pretend to know about the motivating factors of these teams going into the bowl games. But Wake Forest is one team that desperately wanted to get to a bowl game. I think Memphis is a better football team than they are. But you got the ACC physicality. They should be able to win the, 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 the battles in the trenches. What do you make of this Wake Forest-Memphis game? Well, I'll tell you, you know, Gabe, there, there's a lot of trends in this game that are, that are favoring a certain team in this game. This happens to be my bowl game of the year. I love this game. So I really can't divulge who I'm going to give out on this game with you guys. I do love this game. Let's just put it this way. There are some statistics that really favor one side. This is your it's blowout actually, special of the bowl season so far. <laughs> I, 
wouldn't say I'm not going to say blowout special, but it's my it's my game of the year and it's my bowl game of the year. I love this game and it's actually starting in an hour and a half. I can't wait for this game to go because I, I really feel like I'm on the right side. It's actually the statistics and everything are nine and zero in the last nine times a matchup like this has taken place. So uh, you know I'm I'm going with all the trends in this spot. You know I'm I'm very excited about this game. You met you did make mention obviously. Jekyll and Hyde with Wake Forest, they, they looked awful against Pitt, but then they come into Duke and just absolutely annihilate Duke. So you, you don't know which team you're going to get, obviously. The, be, the, the betters are out there are scrambling. They don't know. But I'm telling you right now, I am absolutely in love with this game. I, I, I will tell you this. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. That I do, th- I do say. The total is 72. I like the over in this game a lot. Always wonder. Yeah, Jamie Marshall's going to ask you a question. He, he wanted it now. There we go. Hey, Jamie Marshall. Uh, yeah, go I'm, ahead. I'm, I'm just wondering. Hey, Marshall. Now, I always think about this when I'm when I'm looking. Uh, when when you see when you see a team only given one, <laughs> well, what what kind of advice do you give people when you see that? Um, it, it, it always, when I look at it, I'm These like, odds hey, stay away. don't know, Marshall. I'm like, yeah. stay away from that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what advice you give well, to people? I, well, I'll be honest with you. You know something, Marshall? Sometimes when you see a line that's won, a lot of times the odds makers are way off, I feel. You know, in the, in the case of, like, certain spots, I'll give you an example. First of all, the MAC conference this year, and I'm telling you what, they're awful. I, I, I knew the MAC conference was one of the weakest conferences in football. One and four straight up right now. Uh, yes, they did get a cover with Eastern Michigan. The only team that really looked impressive was Ohio. I have no idea what happened to your alma mater in San Diego State the other night. They just didn't show up at all. But I'll tell you this. Buffalo, Buffalo is an intriguing team. Yes, the game's in Alabama, which is pretty much a home game for Troy. But I, I see Buffalo, I think Buffalo is a much better team. Arguably the best team that was in the MAC conference. They lost a heartbreaking game to Northern Illinois, which they were up 29-10. to 10. But I think the odds makers are off on this game, or I should say the betting public's off on this game, because the line opened up at three. This, this game actually went Troy 1. Now it's creeping back up to Buffalo 1, 1.5. I like Buffalo in this spot. I think Buffalo's going to win this game. I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game by at least a touchdown, if not by 10 points. Wow. Yeah, and that's one game when I break it down today. That's my least favorite game of the board uh, out of all four games uh, this afternoon. But what you mentioned your college football bowl special package. Why don't you tell yeah. fans what they can pick up today in about an hour and a half? Absolutely, Joe. We have our college bowl game of the year. Yes, it is the Wake Forest Memphis game. Absolutely love this game. We want you to call 1-800-220-6262. Visit our website. Join our website, thesportsbrokers.com. This is a 9-0 trend that we absolutely love on this particular game. Again, give us a call, 1-800-220-6262. Visit our website. Join our website, thesportsbrokers.com. We're going to turn outcomes into incomes today for sure. Jamie, when I looked at these matchups, and obviously we talked about the favorites covering early. Joey Chalk, he's riding a Cadillac down 86th Street because all he does is, you know, pick the favorites. But when you look at this now, I think we saw FIU come through, even though BYU did get the victory as a favorite yesterday. I think if we get some underdogs, you from a betting perspective, we might see a quick three or four game run in terms of to even it out because every bowl year when you break it down, it does seem to go in ebbs and flows, favorites to underdogs. Do you feel that way as well? I mean, not only do I feel that way, Joe, in the in the last five years or I don't know, for as long as I've been betting, which is when gambling, which has been for God knows, it's been 25, 30 years I've been doing this. I've been pro. I've been always with the dogs. I'm I'm a contrarian when it comes to this, and I'm usually looking to take dogs in spots like this, uh, and especially in bowls. A lot of times you see the dogs win outright. We t- we talked about this. We talked right. We talked we t- we talked about this last week. Not only do I like to take the dogs, but I like to take the dogs on the money lines. So well, it's almost like say, the points exactly. Like you know, yesterday. Right. 
I sprinkled on FIU, but I took them on the money line. Similar situation. I'm, I'm not even going to, why am I going to bother taking three points with Wake Forest? They're either going to get blown out or they're going to win the game. Well, That's the way I look at it. We you talked about it last week, though, guys. These bowl games, it's rinse and repeat every year, and we all act surprised every year, including myself, because I'm an idiot. But last last year, basically about 75% of the bowl games were blowouts, especially the early ones. And, you know, Joe asked when the um, when the games would get closer and the underdogs would start covering, when the teams get better. You know what I mean? When you start to get into the holiday bowls around the December 27th, 28th, you actually have competitive teams and good teams. And the most the most dog-laden day... I'd be, you got to bet underdogs and NFL favorites in college, all right? Not a lot of underdogs cover in college. Um, but if you want underdogs, it's that January 1st when you get that SEC Big Ten day, all those Outback Bowls and Citrus Bowls and all that, all that crap. Uh, those are all the close ones. That's when Central Florida takes the field, and Central Florida has been a great underdog in, the, in these bowl games going back to the time when they played Baylor, and they were about a 14-, 15-point underdog, and they beat them outright. So you're right, you're right, Gabe. When the matchups get better, you know, you got the SEC Big Ten matchups coming up, a lot of those matchups, and you're going to see some dogs win, I feel, too. But, again, you never know which team shows up in these bowls. In a lot of these early games, you're seeing some blowouts. Obviously, certain teams just aren't, aren't there to play, and certain teams are there to play. Obviously, BYU wasn't there to play in the first half. They were down 10-7 in that game, and they just absolutely rolled Western Michigan in the second half. And the kid for BYU was 18 of 18, which is ungodly numbers. Jamie, uh, I want to take a look a little bit into the week uh, of games. We won't have a chance to talk again until next Saturday. Uh, there's some interesting matchups. What's your sure. general take when it comes to coaching situations? I know it's not one size fits all, but you've got some interesting scenarios such as Paul Johnson retiring, coaching for the last time against Minnesota. You have an interim coach uh, for Temple and Ed, uh, Ed Foley versus Duke. Uh, you have other situations like, um, you know, exciting scenarios where like yes. Jeff Brom, Jeff Brom for uh, Purdue is back when they thought he might be gone or, you know, right. uh, same scenario with Dino Babers and Syracuse. What's your take on coaches and that impact? It's very different than the regular season now that we're in bowl games. Well, Rich, you know, we, we kind of touched on this last week, too, when you had two coaches that, that left their programs, one being Appalachian State, the other one being Utah State, and you saw what both those squads did. They both annihilated their opponents, where on the flip side you saw North Texas's coach sticking with North Texas, and they got blown out. So, you know something, I'm, I'm starting to really put a little bit less on the coaching aspect of it and more on the players. Like, for instance, when you got West – Virginia not having their star quarterback playing coming up against Syracuse. And that game with Dino Babers, I think that's a monster game for Dino Babers. I really loved Syracuse actually getting the 7.5. Now you're looking at a game that's a pick em. I think Syracuse is going to win that game. Hopefully when we, we talk about that the next Saturday, I'm, I'm all happy about Syracuse. But you're right. You know, there's certain, certain teams. you got Jeff Brom with Purdue. They're going against Auburn. Auburn's still favored even though Stidham's not playing in that game. So I'm looking more so as, as star players not playing to go against those, those slots as opposed to taking, going against coaches or interim coaches because right now it looks like the coaching doesn't really equate to wins and losses as much as the actual players on the field. Jamie, say, say that number again because we're about an hour and a half away from that Wake Forest-Memphis game. It is your college football bowl game of the day. We don't want fans to miss out. Uh, tell them what they can pick up today. Again, you go. You, you give us a call, 1-800-220-6262. We're going to get you started off with an absolute winner. 12 o'clock Eastern time game, Wake Forest-Memphis, our bowl game of the year. 1-800-220-6262. Visit our website. Join our website, thesportsbrokers.com. We will turn this outcome into an income today. Jamie, great insight and information as always. We can't wait to see you next week with your uh, college football bowl game of the year as well. Good luck today. We hope you knock them dead. Thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks, guys, and I can't wait for next Saturday. Talk to you later, and good luck to you guys as well. Happy holidays, Jamie. Happy holidays, Jamie. Hey, Merry Merry Christmas to everybody as well. You You, got it. You too. Uh, And that's a big point that he brought up. Marshall, you played in these bowl games, and it's hard to judge sentiment. Uh, it's hard to judge motivation. 
go walk fans through what's going through a college football player's mind as they as they prepare for these bowl matchups. Um, when it's your let, let's say it's your first, you're excited. I mean, you're you're elated. If, if it's your last, you you wanna you wanna make sure that is that it's a good memory. Uh, the thing that you guys got into that that I love, and and you have to think about it from a strategic point as to the advantage that you have when a coach leaves. Whoever takes over, whether it's an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, they kind of become empowered and they don't have to answer to anybody. Right. You don't know, are they going to call the game the same? Are they going to call the game different? Are they going to go against what their tendencies are? Because are they calling the game because the head coach says, hey, we want to attack them in the run game. Offensive coordinator might feel like, you know what? We could pass on these guys. Head coach wants me to run, we're going to run. Tendencies are now off. Right. And, and, and it makes it tough for you, right? I'm not you, sure. you, you get, and a new guy, the interim coach, will say, screw it. We're going for it. Exactly. I don't care. I'm going for it. It, it changes everything. Right. And, and you can get one side of the ball just infused because they maybe were doing things totally different. And if you're, you're the team on the other side, you're like, I'm going to go to pro, but – like the Cleveland Browns. You had no idea how Kitchens was going to call plays. You, you couldn't find yeah. a book on when he called plays. And now you're just playing straight up. No tendencies, no nothing. Marsh, I brought it up with right. Josh Johnson coming in. You don't know what he's going to do. You, you have no tape. idea. He might as he's going left, he's going right. Yep. You don't know what he's going to do, right? Yeah. We'll, t- we'll talk about that on the back end. When we come back, we'll be breaking down Wake Forest and Memphis. Keep it where it is. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. We are back on college football today, just three days away from Christmas and just about an hour till the start of the Birmingham Bowl. But before we talk bowls, I want to talk to you a little bit about mybookie.ag. Are you at the game or you just got a gut feeling? No problem. Now you can bet from anywhere, anytime with the all new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go, try it out today and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to mybookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY and mybookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. That's two for one, Joe. Great. Two for one deal. That's right. $1,000. Anything up to $1,000, they will match it, which is fantastic. Put in a grand, you're going to be able to bet $2,000. That's mybookie.ag promo code F-N-T-S-Y. It's a great deal. Yeah, I, w- I would take that uh, offer. It's a good deal. Yeah. And I, I'm, <laughs> Two I, for one. I, I, mean, I feel great about one game today. It's, it's not so much the Wake Forest-Memphis game. The reason why I'm not so... I love Wake in this game, but because Dorch is out, I think that's going to put some pressure. He's got a finger injury, and if you haven't noticed, Daryl Henderson out for this game for Memphis. Uh, He's out, will not play. He's opted for the NFL draft. Greg Dorch, leading wide receiver for Wake Forest, out, finger, will not play in this ballgame. So that's a lot of pressure on Jamie Newman, the freshman quarterback. And now Sage Surratt, who's second yeah. on the team in terms of receptions. Big kid, big receiver. I can see. Now, Jamie has said that there will be a lot of points, and I can see that. You have a Memphis team that's still averaging 285 rushing yards per game. They're passing for 245 through the air with their quarterback, Brady White. And you have a, on the flip side, you have a ground-and-pound type of Wake Forest offense. They're balanced. They're rushing for around 191 yards per game, passing for over 200. But two big play running backs, you have Cade Carney and Matt Colburn for <laughs> Wake yeah. Forest. To me, that is the difference, oh, the yeah. physicality on the offensive defensive lines. But why I can see a lot of points, because the weakness of Wake is their secondary, giving up 273 
passing yards per game. They've allowed guys 25 total passing touchdowns and have only forced five interceptions. And that's why I think you'll see a lot of points because Memphis should attack that secondary over the top. Yeah, and, and Memphis's weakness is what? It's defense. Yeah. Uh, you know, good offenses can beat this Memphis defense. That's been the case for the past couple of years. It, it's going to be interesting to see what happens without Dorch. I like Surratt a lot. I he's he's a bigger – he's not Dorch. Dorch is a game-breaker. No. He, he could take the top off of a defense. That's not Surratt. He's more of a dinker and a dunker, big kid built more like a tight end, but he's a young kid and he's getting better as the season goes on. I'm glad you brought up the backs. That's the difference to me. You got a lot of physical between the tackle backs, Carney, Colburn, and then on Memphis's side, no Daryl Henderson, yes. as you mentioned, Joe, but Patrick Taylor now, 220 pounds, different type of a running back for that Wake defense. So I think there will be a lot of points. Dave Clawson's been good in bowl games. Yes. Won both of his bowl games. I like Wake outright in this game, regardless of what the line is. I think the Deacons go out and get that victory. I look at it. I just go, no Dorch. You have no Dorch. You got no Henderson. Which which one meant more to their team? And what 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 do you well, you know? We look at the past happy, and then we think about the running game. I just feel like with Memphis, Henderson, they're, they're going to miss Henderson more. It's it's harder to get a guy to fill in for what he meant and what he did for that team. Um, I, I, I that's going to be his his. 1,900 yards and 22 touchdowns will be missed. You see, and, and that's what I wanted to ask you from the football aspect because I think when you look at Memphis's offense, what made them so explosive yeah. averaging was that they had Taylor and they had Henderson at both times. So at every time, they had fresh legs in the backfield. Now with Taylor taking a bulk of the load, he's not going to be as effective possibly without Henderson in the lineup. I, regardless of what Taylor did, I felt like Henderson was the guy. Yeah. And 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 he he made you commit that extra guy in the box that you didn't want to, and it opened up their passing game. It's going to be interesting to see how they throw the ball with a, without having that extra guy in the box. Now they can play even. They can play coverage. Maybe try to stop you with six in the box. It'll be. I can't wait to see how this game yeah. plays out. But um, but I I just can't. See, you don't replace nineteen hundred yards and twenty two touchdowns. Yeah, Gabe, I mean, the over, the only concern, I guess, for the over is that Dorch is there, is not there. So now they're going to double-team Surratt, so will he be as effective in terms of that scenario? That's the only concern why I would take Wake more than I would take the over, but I still think a lot of points in this ballgame. I'm a little bit concerned of Wake. I brought it up with Jamie Heath in a sense, and I'm on Wake Forest already. I got him last night uh, at plus 145 on the money line, but it's all or nothing with these guys. Yeah. You know, they blew out Duke. They got blown out by Pitt. They they won as 19.5-point underdogs against NC State. They lost by 17 to Syracuse. They've had a ton of injuries, man. 13 injuries over the years, season-ending injuries for this football team. Both these defenses are bad. I think, you know, it's hard not to bet the over in this game at 72.5. I mean, what's uh, Wake Forest is ranked 116th defensively. <laughs> you know you you know you know you got a problem when your defense is worse worse than Memphis is, right? Yeah. <laughs> Memphis ain't exactly known for stopping people. But I think from a and we talked about it earlier, I don't know. We can pretend oh this team wants it more and this I don't know. But I know that Wake Forest really was desperate to get into a bowl game. And I think Memphis might be a little disappointed right now. A lot of heartbreaking losses. They lost that conference U.S. championship game. A weird call. You know, there's been a lot of heartbreakers along the way with Memphis. I think they might be a little bit worn out. I think Wake can sort of will themselves to victory. And I'm looking at you talk about it. The ACC team in the trenches, I think they can just sort of, they can win. They can win more battles in the trenches than lose. And it'll add up to a Wake win. Yeah, and the one statistic that is glaring in in the AAC champion in, in the championship oh, was game. it AAC I forget the all these yeah, stupid new know, conferences no. yeah the, the the championship game was 350 rushing yards allowed six rushing wow. touchdowns huh. to UCF yeah. so now you have Key Corner you have this physical offensive line that's my one concern this is a defense statistically that's only given up. Well, only giving up 169 per game. But if Wake goes, starts running downhill, and that's the one thing that Dave Clawson has done there is he's built the physicality on the uh, in the trenches, offensive and defensive lines. Going to be a long day. And I go back to that game last year against Iowa State with Matt Campbell. Similar type of offense as Wake Forest. Very physical at the point of attack. They wore them down and, more importantly, controlled that offense with Riley Ferguson. And, more importantly, Norvell did not have that team up in that 
that ball game. So that's why I lean to Wake Forest as well in this. In this is matchup. every bowl game in Alabama this year? Well, most of them are because uh, you know weather wise. You know, it's the Birmingham ball, kind of a weird place to have every bowl game. Like say every damn day. I look up. This one's in Birmingham. Birmingham, Montgomery, Birmingham. Like no, no pro team. They don't have to worry about any conflict. Yeah, yeah. Good point. They got open <laughs> stadiums, right? <laughs> high school football's over. Perfect. Uh, I like Wake. Yeah, I, I like too. Wake in a high-scoring yeah, game. I, 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 I could see this being the most entertaining game of the day and Wake Forest uh, maybe uh, 41-38. Yeah, Jamie Newman, to me, has come on. I mean, it's going to be – I'm intrigued to see who wins that Newman. battle now because you have the freshman Jamie Newman. You have the freshman Sam Hartman. Does one of those guys leave next year? That's interesting as well. Well, Newman Newman reminds me a little. His style of play reminds me a little bit of Daryl Mack. I'm yeah. glad you brought up the UCF Memphis game. Newman can make plays outside of the pocket, right. big bodied. He's still developing as a passer, but similar <laughs> to Mack in that AAC championship yeah. game. Mack was the one who had three of those rushing. It was three rushing yeah, touchdowns, three rushing. six total in that game. So he might be able to have a performance similar what Daryl Mack did of UCF. Yeah. Let's go to the game of the year. My game of the year for the bowl season today, you know, for today, uh, the Armed Forces so Bowl. The game of the day. Game of the day, <laughs> game of the year. Well, I'm all over Houston. I'm, I'm throwing it out there now. Army, I know, statistically, better team. They're averaging 293 rushing yards per game, 70 passing yards per game with Kendall Hopkins at the helm. He does have 12 rushing t- uh, touchdowns. Darnell Wolford, that guy, I mean, unbelievable. He's a blocking type of fullback, 13 rushing touchdowns as well. But I look at the speed of Houston as being the difference. This is still an offense, rushing for over 200, passing for over 300 as well. And I'll say this, guys, I wasn't sold with Ed Oliver in that lineup in terms of a physicality when he was there. I, I know he was banged up, but this, this still was a defense allowing 197 rushing yards per game. They allowed 925 down the stretch over the last three weeks, Rich. 16 over the last three games, rushing touchdowns, 5.3 per game. But I think the three weeks, they're rested, they're better, and more importantly, Major Applewhite needs to win this game after dropping his last two bowl games. That's actually one of my notes in front of me. Is Major I, Applewhite. I, I read you no, <laughs> Major Applewhite. Where does it say it? Major Applewhite needs this bowl game, yeah. I actually wrote down. Yeah. Because I think he's done a he's done an, a below-average job so far. I agree. Used to. As a program that under Tom Herman was looking like a national entity where UCF is right now, where Boise State yeah. was in the past, you touched on one number as to why I like Army, which is over the last three games of the regular season, I think you had brought up yards per carry. The raw numbers were 925 yeah. yards allowed on the ground. Now they have to face Hopkins and Wolfolk and Jordan Asbury in that Army uh, run game. That's a problem for the Houston defense. The speed, I think, gets neutralized here because Army, number one in the country in time of possession. Houston? At last in yeah. time of possession. So right. 38 minutes, Army, hang out of the football and, game. And it kills you. 38 minutes a game. It can stifle an opposing offense sitting on the sideline watching the 12, 13. Yep. How frustrating is it watching? You're just, you're just, you're just, you're like just the better, sitting there. Because as a better marshal, I bet on over sometimes, and you're watching the clock tick. As a player, do you watch it? It's like, God, man, it's it, just it going is, fast, it is, right? It, tick, it, tick, it, tick, it tick. is demoralizing. You're yeah. sitting there, you're watching, you're watching, and then you're out of rhythm. You take the field. Don't go three and out. The pressure for you to not go three and out because your defense just came off the field of a 12-15 play, and it's grueling. It's a grueling 15-play drive. And then the defense gets mad at you guys on offense. You guys went three and out. We got to go out there again. It's it, it. That's yeah. why. That's what make. If you haven't faced Army, or you haven't played a team that that runs the option the way that they do, and how they grind you out, it it's it, it'll take its toll. And now one of those kids on Army is going to take a playoff. No, yeah, no, that's the thing. Like no. every inch, right? They fight for every damn inch, man. Like if you're on Houston. You got to put your big boy pants on this morning, Joe. Uh, they're, they're putting them on because I do have a reason why I like I like Houston. They beat here. Navy the last they, two years. Well, they beat Navy, and, and, and that's I'm the reading way your I notes know. now. No, I'm kidding. It's a good point. Army, yeah, but, you play these military academies yes. every year. You're so right. It's they not have like they haven't played the triple option, so they know what to expect from a defensive aspect. But as you know, to the way you have to beat the triple option, you have to jump up first to force them to play from yes. behind. If they jump up fourteen nothing, it's lights out because I, now they're I, no longer. Running if the they're football. in the game, if the game is close, you can't. It's over. Have, it's you, over. Can't, you can't have a triple option team in a in a one score game. Right. Like they, they will, and, and don't let it be one score in their favor. They'll grind you out. Yeah. 
You yeah. you start watching the clock. You as a coach, you're like, yeah. are we going to get the ball? Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is an army team that gave Oklahoma all they can handle. Yeah, and when I they think that's been underrated. Game. I mean, that was a seven point overtime game. I think we dismiss that sometimes, you know, because we we figure probably the most yeah. least talked about big game of the year. To be yeah. honest, it wasn't I televised. Think. That's why it was right. barely televised and on national. It, it would have gone down as yeah. one of the great upsets. Especially like, you know, a military academy, army. Yeah. Yeah. After all these years, like a a military academy getting a big win like that or taking them to the wire. Especially being army. You know, we got used to Navy being good for a a couple of years. but Even Air Force, if you go far enough back, you know, to the Ken Hatfield days, early Troy Calhoun, we expected Air Force to be... You know, right there, eight wins. Every well, in your season. day, Marshall, Air Force are pretty good, right? right? Always, always. I, I think back to when I was. So you would know. You play played here. against Air yeah, Force. It was D Dallas was like D Dallas. Oh my God, yeah. this guy D Dallas. I'm exactly four. what I'm saying. Would eat Milk up the, the clock, clock on you. Would yep. eat up the clock. We get on the field. It was like we have to score. You you start to feel like you 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 have to score. I'll, and another thing about Army, Army and their triple option, they do some things different. Like I watched, I, I watched that 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 Army Navy. It's like their option and how they run it and what they do. Munkin's a tricky coach. Bro. They they have Munkin some counters. Coach. They have some counters off of their option that is that that I've never seen. And I've watched a lot of option. I mean, I grew up running an option in high school. I've never seen some of the things that they do with the counters and how they run the option when they when they run the fly motion and and how they get started and they get you going different ways. It, it is it is tricky. And if you are, it, it's almost like, and this is how they beat Navy. They want you to kind of know what they do so they can counter off you. And that's that's how they got Navy. They 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 tend to see Navy yep. to death. Yeah, and, and what's more important? I'm always curious. Because obviously, we know it's the quarterback, but how important is the dive back in important. that offense? That, that di- the dive back and his, his willingness to just, just run into a brick wall. Yeah, that, that's, and that's, that's like I love a, that kid. as a dive back. Yeah. Nothing it, it, when nothing's there, you still got to hit it. I imagine how mentally taxing it must be to be a linebacker today on Houston. Because it's all decisions. It's not almost, it's not really... A lot of times, all right, see ball, go to ball, right? When you're playing this, Marshall, and you can correct me, Dude, you got to watch and you got to guess. You got to know, all right, they're going here. And if not, you're going to look stupid. It's assignment football. Keep your eyes on your fries. And the ground is hot. The ground is hot means you're going to get cut, get up, and run, yeah. run after the ball. Yeah. Because that's, that's what they want to do. They, they're, they're going low. They want to get you on the ground because now the option flanks you and it, cre- it creates creases. And it doesn't matter if the contain or the field guy is out there. If you don't have pursuit against the option, I imagine these army old linemen too, just chirping, they running people over, <laughs> just not stopping. They're at your ankles. I have a lot of respect for these military. <laughs> Two hundred sixty-five pounds at, at your ankles. Yeah. They get you on the ground. That's that's their job. Get them on the ground. Yeah. If they get you on the ground versus the option. You're going to lose. He said, Rich, point spread up to 12 now. Yeah, we're yeah. talking. We're getting everyone fired up. Yeah, on exactly. Our- it's double digits. Well, I, mean, I, know. I I could see Army winning. I, the one thing I think when you, if you're looking at Houston, you want those wide receivers, Corbin, Stevenson. Yeah. And if Lark yeah. does play, now you're going to have three wide receivers attacking that Army defense that's yep. only given up 180 yards per game, but they don't force a lot of turnovers. 16 touchdown passes allowed, five interceptions. So I expect Houston to have opportunities and possessions to score now it falls on Toon's hands. But more importantly, I'll give I'll give Applewhite the mulligan for two years ago with San Diego State because he he was a coordinator after her interim yeah. left. But last year against Fresno State, they right. came out flat in horrible that effort. Yeah, was that the Hawaii Bowl? Yeah, that was a Hawaii, yeah, Hawaii Bowl. Bowl. Here, here, here's another thing, and 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 I was just thinking back to when we played Air Force and 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 what it was like. It. When you get ready, you're getting ready for a bowl game. There's there's all this pent up animosity that you have because you're going against your own teammates. You just want to play someone else. When you're playing against a, one of the armed forces, there's, you can't even trash talk them. <laughs> I mean, it's like you, it's kind of hard to get up. Right. You have to be respectful. And I can only imagine in a bowl game compared to like a regular week to week. Yeah, it's a respect thing because yeah. they're going to shake your hand and tap you on the butt and compliment you when you do. <laughs> you yeah. can't even get upset. Yeah. We'll be talking about Buffalo and Troy live from Studio 34. Don't turn away. Come right back.